Hi, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, Real world. world. So here we are. Um, this is going to be episode 14. Woohoo! Um, and so for the past couple of ep- episodes, we've been kind of digging into this idea of what can we do when it doesn't seem like inclusion is working? But we're going to put the brakes on that for this episode to talk about something a little bit different. Don't worry. We're going to circle back around to that original topic. Um, It's a topic I write in this moment in my life and need to <laughs> be grounded in. And so we're, we'll get back to it. But um, And we have a great guest yeah, for that two too. Great. Oh, well, for, <laughs> I mean, we have two great guests yeah. today too. Yes. <laughs> that you're talking about. For, yeah. For the okay. inclusion. We yeah. have a great guest for that as well. Yeah. That we're very excited about. Yes. Um, but today um, we're going to pause and we're going to talk a little bit about um, representation in the media. Yes. And we're going to talk about that because later this month we have a really exciting event happening here um, locally. And so to sort of ground us in that, um, we're, we're just going to talk a little bit about um, what we see on TV and in the movies um, when it comes to people who have disabilities. Yes. Um, I know that we have some statistics too, but I know that our guests have some statistics. Yep. So I think we should just introduce our guests and sure. then just all have a conversation together. Sure. So, um, so we have with us today, we have Carrie Brown and Alex Stanky. Um, <laughs> from, <it>. yay! <laughs> we were worried about pr- pronouncing that one. We always, I mean, personally, I like the last names with colors. I mean, that's kind of an easy no-brainer, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they are with the Ark of Larimer County, and they're going to talk about um, the Ark of Larimer County, the 8th Annual Film Festival, um, Reframe Disability. And w- so I kind of wanted to wrap that in with all of the other stuff that we found about the media and um, and actors and actresses. Yep. So there's a lot of conversations happening right now about representation, right? Yeah. Um, they're interesting conversations, I think, and I think that there are sort of multi levels to them. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right so ahead. this is this is Carrie Brown from the Ark of Lumber County. I'm also um, my maiden name is not that easy, so I am very <laughs> very happy now. Just will say Brown, just like the color. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're, we're very excited about the film festival coming yeah. up and I think it does really push forward that conversation about authentic representation, mm-hmm. um, in the media, what that looks like and frankly, why it's important. Um, I think we've all seen the Facebook post, um, about, you know, different children, you know, maybe at Elta Beauty or Target and just stopping and looking and maybe for the first time seeing someone in an advertisement that they can identify with. And I think we're all we're all women in this room. So I think that's something that we can all identify with as well as we've sure. grown up in ads, seeing women looking flawless and unobtainably skinny and perfect skin and hair that just looks amazing. Um, so I think that's, you know, we've all kind of experienced a small piece of that. And if you think about for people with disabilities, obviously that's just times 30,000. Right. Yeah. Cause right. It's, it's all like, you know, kind of one type of person. So I know myself, like I have seen, um, models with disabilities in our local Ulta Beauty and our mm-hmm. local Target. And that makes me happy to see sure. that. That's showing my son that, you know, there's not just one ideal standard of beauty. And then also he goes into, obviously, um, media and, you know, 
what what actors and actresses are taking these roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys, I'm probably pronouncing this name wrong because it's not as easy as a color, but the Ruderman Family Foundation, have you guys come across the mm-hmm. right paper? For sure. Yes. Yeah, I think they have done just an absolute phenomenal job taking a look. I think it's their 2018 white paper that found that I think it's 21.6% of characters with disabilities um, so it's less than 22%, um, characters with disabilities in both like streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, and then also on network television are authentically represented. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, you know, for someone with a disability, a role with a disability doesn't come along very often. Right. And so then to be passed up for that, for someone who hasn't lived that experience. Right. And then not to mention, I don't have facts and figures on this, but the research backs it up too, that people would rather watch and consume media with authentic representation. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the movie called with um, Emily Blunt and John? Oh, I'm blanking on the name right Chris now. Chris the Quiet Place. The Quiet Place, right? yeah. That received such rave reviews yeah. because there was authentic, authentic. representation yep. mm-hmm. in that <clears throat> film. Um, have you seen it, Alexander? I have. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it is, oh my gosh, that's a, I was on my toes the whole time. <laughs> But um, just, you know, I, I know that that film, right, did, I think it genuinely did better because mm-hmm. of what it did. And we have, um, when we're picking films for the film festival, that's important to us. Right. right. So that people with disabilities are being authentically represented. And then on top of that, that they are involved in the production, writing, mm-hmm. directing, mm-hmm. everything that's happening to make sure that they are okay with how, if it's a story about themselves or whether they're portraying a character, that they are okay with how that's being portrayed as well. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think um, we were talking about this earlier. I think one of the problems about how representation currently works is it really takes agency away from the people who are being represented, right? Somebody else is writing the story. Somebody else is um, portraying the character. Somebody else is, um, you know, applying it through a single lens. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, kind of like if you see TV show and the, and the character has autism, then you feel like, you know, everything about kids and adults who have autism, or if you see, you know, and, and, And really, I think what excites me about the film festival is that it really puts that agency back in the lap of people who that's their lived experience, right? right? Whether it's a person who has a disability um, telling about their lived experience or people who live alongside people who have disabilities who are telling about their experience. And I think that that's huge. Um, I think that the representation is so problematic, right? Because we have actors who are not disabled, plain disabled mm-hmm. persons. Um, we have very one-sided stereotypical representations in the media of what it means to um, have autism or, or have a mobility device or, or whatever the case may be. We have some really um, like tragedy tropes in the media, right? Like, right being disabled is this terrible, yep. tragic yeah. thing that um, oh, Lord help us, it's right? not yeah. worth it or that makes life less or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, well, and there's also the stigma in, um, in the, in like Oscar and stuff. If you want to win an Oscar, right. Mm-hmm. We, we, we were talking about this before we nope. hit play mm-hmm. was place, play a disabled person. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, statistically that's true right it is like true. Yep. um and and that just isn't fair right you unless know? you're a disabled person playing a disabled person and then right. you maybe don't get nominated then you don't get nominated right. right exactly right then you get to you <laughs> they'll get let to, you come present i was just gonna <laughs> say you get to present but maybe not um a nomination so um 
Well, I don't think people realize, too, how much this plays into, right, the stereotypes you're talking about really are like disability is a tragedy. Um, it's, you know, something to be, you know, feared and to stay away from. Right. And think about how that plays out in real life. So, you know, when your child goes to school for the very first time and they meet for the very first time a child with autism or Down syndrome, if all they have are these examples of you know, characters in the media that are not authentically represented, right. um, you know, they're going to place those stereotypes probably unknowingly. You know, right. I'm sure they're not going to sit there and think about it, but, you know, it sits in the back of our mind and that that causes, I would say, like kind of like a, a pattern and a cycle that, you know, obviously starts in elementary school and continues on all the way to maybe when that child's a hiring manager and they mm -hmm. see someone with a disability and they're like, they have all this all these examples in the media of where disability is a burden, right. it's a problem. It's subconscious. Yeah. yeah. How could it not have an effect right. on how people view people with disabilities? You Definitely. Know? And then you have someone with a disability being passed up for a job. For, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this really, I, I think sometimes it's easy for people to um, sort of say, oh, well, this isn't that big of a deal. No, it, it is that big of a deal. Um, it affects, it genuinely affects each and every one of us, whether you have a disability or not, it certainly directly affects the actors with a disability. Right. We're very much struggling to find work right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's I think it's getting better, um, especially with advocates like yourselves calling attention to this. Mm -hmm. um, but it's by certainly, I mean, we, we certainly have a very long way to go. Um, but I mean, so yeah, it has a direct effect on the actors themselves, and then it it, it trickles down to all of us. Um, oh, it totally does. And one thing I think that a lot of times people don't realize is approximately 20% of the world's population experiences a disability. So approximately 20%, is it higher? It's it's the world's largest minority. It is the world's it, largest yeah, minority. If you yeah, you recognize it as a minority. Exactly. And it's a minority you can join. Right. At any time, yeah. You, yep. Yeah, at any time you can you can join this minority group. Totally. And people, see, the, I think the thing is, is people don't want to know that. Right. right. Because they... <laughs> I, you know, we were talking this morning about how, like, when you're young, how you think, like, nothing bad could ever happen. Right. We were having this conversation this morning in our walk. Like, when you're young, you think nothing bad could ever happen to you. Like, you're never going to have an unplanned pregnancy. You're never going to wreck your car. You're never right. going to do whatever. Um, and I think that when it comes to disability, that mindset, like, carries us through or, until right. we become disabled or we die. Right. Like it's right. just, that's not going to, that's, that's not, not going to happen right. to me. That's not my world. And, um, and I think let's face it, if we could all like just accept that that's part of humanity, it's part of living, it's part of life. We could create a different kind of society where it wouldn't even be as scary right. as it currently is. Right? Yeah. Because right now our society is made for non-disabled bodies. Yes. Right? right. Whereas if we just embrace this idea that, Hey, like, stuff stuff wears out like, <laughs> like, you know case in point on that note um like if you go into like let's say that you have um you break your leg and you need crutches for a while well it is absolutely exhausting to go totally. shopping at a big box store on crutches yeah. i think a lot of us have been there before right so it's like oh well we'll use one of those motorized shopping carts well not all stores have those or they're right. not charged they're frequently oh. broken <laughs> yes or there's two Yes, and they're both being used right, right. now. Um, so, you know, you're absolutely right, Hetty, like framing it in that way of it's the problem isn't with the disability. The problem right. is how our infrastructure is built. It's right. the mm -hmm. fact that you might have like, you know, a step, you know, up and there's no ramp. Steps on crutches are really hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The elevator might be all the way across the store and it's so slow. Um, right. oh my God. 
Well, like the you capital. guys have worked really hard on transportation in, the, in right. our city, right? Yep, absolutely. And I think that that's like an amazing thing because it's great to have this great public transportation system, but you can't get on it. Right. Right. But then what I noticed is when the birds came or the whatever the scooters are called oh, here. Oh, right? the birds. <laughs> People would park them like right in the middle of the accessible home stuff. And please, it was, please report those when right? you see that. Oh, <laughs> I've been on the phone. But the but I mean the thing is is that if we were all if we all just could flip our flip minds yeah. right, then we'd be like, oh, you know what? I just need to park just this park it over scooter right, like yeah. three feet to the left and things are gonna be good. Um, but we we're just not there yet. It's, it's like something that we just can't quite get totally comfortable with. And tying it back to the media, I think when you don't have authentic representation, right? yeah. I think tiny things like that are missed by filmmakers and directors right. when you have mm -hmm. someone without a disability playing someone with a disability. Right. They're not thinking about the bird scooter that's in the way of the sidewalk. Right. So that means someone with a disability might have traveled a quarter mile, their power chair might be dying of a battery, right? Um, or their arms might be tired, or they might just you know, or they just don't want to It doesn't go matter. Back. Yeah, they yeah, just it doesn't exactly. really matter. They don't <laughs> right. want to backtrack. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe like the way they need to take around it doesn't have a ramp. Right. I mean, I, have, I, I remember one day I went out with someone with a disability to take some photos at some of the bus stops. On the way, a truck was blocking the sidewalk with his, you know, he was parked in his driveway over the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. That had never occurred to me before never, that that's yeah. an issue. And yet here we are, the person I'm with has to backtrack, right. go out into the street, mm -hmm. go around this For truck. For cut out, yeah. Yep, and then, you know, and then go back up again. Um, yeah, and yeah. that's just something that, again, that's missed when you don't have that authentic representation. Right. So, oh, go ahead. No, I, no, that's a great, great example because um, I think that so many of us is like, what's well, my driveway? It's not a big deal or this or that, you know, and, and I, I do believe that, well, everybody knows that I believe that probably world peace could happen if inclusion truly happened. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a little far-fetched. However, um, I do believe that if, if, you know, in, in the films, in the TV shows, all of this, if it was a true representation, then it would be something like, there would be you could even joke about right hey you're in my way right and then they'll be like oh and then because those kind of things stick with people right they're like i remember i saw it on the show just like for you too when you were out with your friend you like you had never thought of that before and so sometimes you just need those little things that um i i think people just don't know what they don't know yeah really. i think that's so true yeah um our we have a friend who made a post about getting to her daughter out of the hospital right and the oh, car yeah. there was a car that was parked maybe just like maybe only eight inches into the mm -hmm. you know the white lines for the van access mm -hmm. the wheelchair access and about how it like made it so they couldn't go home go yet home. yeah right yeah. and i'm they sure can. that that person it if that person they're, even they're noticed they just want to go home right and so if we just saw those things in everyday life i think I personally think that if we could get true comprehensive inclusion for a single generation, yes, just one generation, that it would revolutionize the way that we live. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, totally. But the problem is, is convincing everybody else that inclusion 
works it and that what they're doing is inclusion i think that that is often like the more difficult problem I because i think sometimes <laughs> i think that like even this representation right like i think there's well-intentioned yes. people who say like, hey, yeah. we're gonna make a show and it's gonna be about a young person who has fill in the blank and it's gonna raise awareness and do all these great things but if it's presented in a stereotypical way or um you know has a a, a, a an actor who does not have a disability portray like taking that work from an actor who does I just think that it doesn't really um reach that standard of what inclusion actually is right, right. um so I think that this is just another sadly example of that um but we're really excited though that you yeah. have the film festival um, to just really provide an opportunity for filmmakers with disabilities to get their work out or for and actors, actors with disabilities to get their actors, work out. Actresses. And we've had a variety in the past. We are still finalizing like kind of the number of films uh -huh. this year. Um, this year, the winning, the, the winner of the contest. Um, so every year for, for listeners, the Arc of Lamar County, we hold a contest for local filmmakers. We saw these wonderful projects coming from, you know, around the United States, around the world. Um, and we're like, well, we live, Northern Colorado is a very creative community. We have, a, I would say, a pretty thriving, like, arts and culture, you for know, sure. yeah. community yeah. here. Um, so, you know, we're just thinking to ourselves, there's no reason why we can't have this here. So we put out this contest. It's a $500 prize, and it's just a short film. We always say, like, amateurs and professionals are like, are welcome to join. You do not have to have professional equipment to submit a film. So um, one year, the contest winner was a young man with autism who made a film. Um, other years, it's been kind of more of a collaborative approach, like maybe someone without a disability is helping like with the technical aspects, but mm -hmm. someone with a disability is more of, um, you know, is, is the one telling their story and like kind of like focusing on where they want it to go. Um, and then this year, it's a really whole team approach. The winners are called Awesome in Action. We can't wait for you guys to see the film. It's absolutely fantastic. It follows um, a, a young adult in his, his book business and how mm -hmm. he himself tries to take on stereotypes about disability um, oh i can't wait yeah it's, <laughs> it's really fun it's yeah. really good and there's he grew a, up in africa and he mm -hmm. talks about his lion cub and he has cp and it's just oh, that's this so really great. interesting yeah. story mm -hmm. um and now he's has this whole career of writing kids books mm -hmm. about raising awareness and traveling to uh i, I don't want to give the, the whole yeah don't give it all away <laughs> 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 But it's just a really awesome film, and it does break down stereotypes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's genuinely what all the films really do. Um, I always like to say that some are humorous, some are serious, but yeah. also spread awareness. We genuinely want people to, you know, leave with a new perspective on disability, um, whether that's, you know, kind of expanding like mm -hmm. their, their existing perspective, maybe realizing that maybe some of the stereotypes they had beforehand weren't quite correct. Um, and I think it's okay that we all admit that all of us do hold stereotypes. It's not always oh, conscious, yeah. no. but I think that's okay to admit that. And I think that's important to admit that. And I think that's the value of the film festival because it just challenges those mm -hmm. and pushes them, you know, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. I know I learn something every time that I go. I do for sure. Yes, like, yeah. I, you know, I think that like, like my, 
I don't know, expertise is pretty pocketed, right? Like, because that's my experience. Like, right. I, like, mm-hmm. like, I know Down syndrome, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and and so, but it's good to go and um, learn just what other people are living out, right? Yeah. And and what's important to them. And um, and one thing that I, are. yeah, and it's one thing that I appreciate about it too is, you know, there are short films too. And, you know, there's a great balance, like you mentioned, Carrie, between serious and funny. And you mentioned that dog one, the yeah. service animal one. The shit oh. people say to my service animal. Oh my gosh, yeah. that one was so that funny. My boys thought that was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Like, uh, but it also taught them, right? Like, as much as I tell them, hey, no, they're working, right? They're working. Right. They're mm-hmm. working, you know. It taught them to be like, gosh, why are people so so crazy about this, right? Like, what are they thinking? Touching this dog, you know? And um, so it was really, it was really great. So, yeah, and it kind of creates that opportunity for people to learn, right. but in a non-threatening right. way. You know, yeah. it's funny. It's you know, it, it doesn't put anyone on the spot, but no. it allows for them to learn yes. and for us all to learn. Yeah. You know, what are some of the stereotypes that I hold that I didn't even know? That right. Yes. Yeah. After the young man with autism one, like we went on, you know, he has kind of a series of like incredibly brief little I films. didn't know that. I'm going to have to go find those. <laughs> if you're, if you're no. talking about the same person. Yeah, um, I think we are. Like these little mm. brief films. And it and he really, really just great. tells like, uh, like as a person with autism, this is why I do this or this is how I process that, right? Like they're just short and they're really great because they really in and of themselves like push against the stereotypes around um you know all the things that you think about kids who have autism and the ways that they behave and why they are behaving that way and I find I found them just fascinating and eye-opening to me and so helpful um also I think like when you see that stuff it kind of for me anyway it gives me a chance to reflect and be like whoa what what is the biases that I've held right mm-hmm. in the past and and why why did I think this way and and now it makes me kind of um, just a quick story when when my youngest was three he was at a at a bike ramp place mm-hmm. and he was on a scooter and he said to me and I, I was like best advice from a three-year-old I was like oh be careful be careful he's like mom just relax and I was like Wow, this three-year-old just right, like just relax, and uh, and it makes me think about like when I see those things, I'm like, just relax, like it's okay if if this is how this person brings joy, right? Just relax, like, and um, and so like when I see that kind of stuff, it makes me think of my no longer three-year-old, now eleven, saying to me, "Mom, just relax," like, and like I feel like wouldn't it be great if we could just tell society just. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, like the more that I open my eyes to like the the variety of humanity, I don't know if that's oh, how yes. I want to say it. Like how like how much beauty you miss. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if your view of what's normal is like this. this. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're looking like that. Like that's what's normal, that's what I'll look at, that's what I'll accept, that's what I'll embrace. And when it gets the wider and wider it gets, then you just see like all of this beauty and amazing stuff well it's kind of like um, hiking too right like you see you know a little bit and then you get to the summit and you see beautiful right like oh my gosh I didn't even know this existed um and like like as a mom right like I've been able to enjoy Cora much more like as I relax right and as I accept that 
like that's Cora, right? Like it's okay. And it's okay. And maybe some of it's down syndrome and some of it's Cora and some of it's her dad's. (laughs) I think all of it is, you know, like, (laughs) like who knows. Right. But it's just the whole of who she is. And, um, and I hope that someday she will find a way to tell her own story, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's through film or, or just through chatting people up on the street corner, she, I don't yeah. know. Whatever she wants to do, like I want her to um, have ways to tell her own story, and that's one thing I appreciate about the film festival too. Yes. It's a great example for her. Um, she she loves it when there's films that have people with Down syndrome <laughs> in them awesome. because she just loves that. And so I love for her to see those people telling their own stories yeah not having somebody else tell their story for them but they're telling their own story in their own way and I think mm-hmm. the power of that because what it says is is that you have the right to tell your own right. story and it's your story it's nobody else's story it's your story right. it's not your mom's story it's the whole story right what I really like about exactly. this film festival is it's not just taking people with disabilities and showing them through rose-colored glasses. Right, right. It's them as whole people who struggle with things, yeah. who face discrimination, but also have a lot of joy in their lives. Right. And it, it kind of shows it as a whole. Yeah. Um, and that breaks down stereotypes, too. Sure. As you mentioned, it's either, you know, rose-colored glasses, you know, kid in a cupcake shop, isn't right. that cute? Right, right. Or disability is horrible right. and it's we should do everything that we can maybe they shouldn't be alive you know right got some movies that actually show that yeah mm-hmm. um and so it kind of shows it in that whole of humanity mm-hmm. um of these are real people with totally. goals and dreams and struggles and there's some whole that's a whole yeah. yeah like one case i think of um we showed i think it was two years ago a film about some individuals with intellectual and developed disabilities who were getting married mm-hmm. and it followed their wedding day yes and it's showing that side of people with disabilities just like everyone else imagine <laughs> that want to get married right. to you on occasion that's right. weird you know <laughs> um and then but it's also following um, it, it shows like the bad parts of the wedding day. Yeah. Not everything goes perfectly. No, no I mean, way. Yeah. It's a happy film, but I mean, come on. What wedding day has gone perfectly? Exactly. Right. I don't, well, I don't care how much you spend. Something goes wrong and things go wrong on their wedding day too. But I think, so it takes on these multiple stereotypes. Like you're talking to showing that people with disabilities do sometimes want to date and get married and have relationships. And it's also taking on the, in doing so in a way that's not the rose colored glasses that you were talking right. about. Right. And I think that's really powerful. Or the doomsday. Right. Yes. yes, absolutely. But right. it's also an opportunity to talk about some of the things that people with disabilities still face every yeah. day. Like if you get married and both people have an intellectual developmental disability, they lose their benefits. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of crazy that people yeah. who are adults and who want to make this decision may lose all of their supports mm-hmm. because they want to because do what everybody married. else right. exactly. is able to do in the society. Yeah. So it's like a really great learning experience yeah. and on multiple different levels. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I just looked at the time. <laughs> we, this happens to us every time. Um, and I know we've talked about it a couple on a couple episodes before of when it is, but I'm going to let you guys talk about the date, the place, and then 
if and I want you guys to kind of talk a little bit more about Lamar County and what you guys do oh, for us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The Ark of Lamar County. Not do you want me to start? So I'll start with the Ark of Lamar County and I'll go fast. Um, so the Ark of Lamar County <laughs> is a nonprofit advocacy organization that works to protect and promote the human rights and civil rights of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. We offer free um, um, individual advocacy um, and workshops. Um, we also work on things at a systems level as well. We're able to do those things to private donors and the Ark thrift stores, of course. So thank you for shopping and supporting at the Arthbusters. Um, as far as the film festival goes, Alexander, you want to take those details? Well, I just want to mention very quickly that if you live in Larimer County and if you have, uh, if you yourself have an intellectual or developmental disability or a loved one, all of our services are free. So we'll walk you through any kind of uh, process or um, situation that you're working you're in. Um, so the film festival is March 27th, and that's at the Lori Student Center Theater at Colorado State University in Fort Collins. Um, and it's uh, March 27th from 6 to 8, doors open at 5.15. And we're super excited because your listeners can get in free with a coupon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> free. 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 With a coupon code, you just go to www.arclc.org slash film, and you can get your tickets right there, and you can use the coupon code INCLUSION. Um, like love and inclusion. Like yeah. love and inclusion. <laughs> well and, done. Yeah, get all of your tickets free. And we can share that on our website, too, how to get the tickets, too, so we yep. can do a link up, too. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here, and yeah. um, thanks for your time, and also thanks for everything that you do for our community. Yeah. It's so great. It. Yeah. And thank you for yeah. this podcast, taking on stereotypes and promoting inclusion. Yeah. yeah. We need yeah. more of that in this world. <laughs> we, we just want to change the world. That's all. <laughs> hey, we all believe that everyone does better when everyone's fully concluded in every aspect of community life. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that is episode 14. 14. Um, thanks to our guests. Thanks to our listeners. Um, and we hope to see you all at the film festival. Follow us on the gram. It's no longer called Insta. I'm, I'm getting cool these days. And also like us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, real world. world.